Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, hey, hey everybody, my name is Doug and I love Mystery Science Theater. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Are We There Yet? with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, February 28th, 2021. And my guests today are returning champ, Kenise Mobley, and the original Mads from MST3K, Trace Bilyeu and Frank Conniff. Hello, everybody. Hey, hi. Hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hi, let's meet everybody individually. I'm sure people can probably already tell my three guest voices apart because only one of them has been a robot crow. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> and Dr. Clayton Forrester, it's Trace Bowie, everybody. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Doug, for having us on your show. Oh, so happy to do it. Um, what exactly are you up to? Like, what does a mad scientist do during a pandemic? Uh, not look for a cure. Uh, <laughs> and I'm doing everything I can to uh, thwart uh, any progress. Okay, uh, so just hanging out and watching movies would probably accomplish that. That's all I'm doing, actually. That's all you can do, really. Watch mm -hmm. movies, TV. But you and uh, my next guest, TV's Frank, Frank Conniff. Hey, Frank. Hey, Doug. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, the two of you were, uh, you know, taking the show out on the road doing, uh, you know, movie mocking, movie riffing mm -hmm. uh, out out there on the road. So are you you're both, uh, I assume, hoping to get back to that at some point? Yeah, we would love to get back out on the road. Um, we love performing in front of a live audience and it's uh, 
it's worth it to go through all the travel and all that stuff. Um, so when it's safer, we'll we'll get back on it. But in the meantime, we're doing these shows the second Tuesday of every month um, that that are a lot of fun. We're doing them online and people are enjoying them. So we'll just keep doing that until it's it's safe to um, to leave our homes. Yeah, the uh, the online uh, Internet entertainment is uh, is definitely where it's at right now. It sure is. Yeah. And um, I think that's a great, I think people will enjoy. The one thing about having to do it virtually instead of in person is, you know, one, you don't have to do the traveling part, which is nice for you, but then nice for them is anybody can be anywhere in the world and watch you and hear you guys do this show. Uh, you know, they don't have to wait for you to come to their town uh, by doing it virtually. So. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. yeah. And it's only $10. And a portion of that uh, always goes to a charity. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's so, a win, win. $10. Win, that's, win, that's a package of cigarettes. Yeah. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. You, you're going to quit smoking, have some laughs, uh, probably not cough as much because you quit smoking so you could afford to buy the show instead of cigarettes. It's, We're it's just trying to help, Doug. Mm hmm. I think, well, that's it's nice to hear that you're not like your character who would not want to help. <laughs> <laughs> a hot off of her stand-up set just on, I believe it was Monday night, the night after she was on uh, her first appearance here on Doug Lowe's Movies, it's Kenise Mobley. Hello! Did I say the Tonight Show or did I leave that part out? Uh, I think you said it, and that is that was where I made my TV debut. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, oh, that congr was the, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. That, that cool. was your debut. Yes. Uh, we had to record it uh, outside and it was on a 25 degree day. Uh, so I was kind of like crying because that's what happens when, for, to me when it's cold. Uh, but thankfully, they were able to hide that with camera trickery. <laughs> that is great. <laughs> Little icicles forming on yeah. your face while you're telling jokes about uh, uh, was your was like the material you did you have to come up with like rooftop material or was it more like just i'm just going to do my jokes but i'm on a roof i decided i'm just going to do my jokes on a roof i'm not going to address <laughs> the obvious thing which i think several people have said to me but i certainly thought i was like if this goes poorly i can just end it right after that's it's so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a real easy out right there yeah. normally, normally in 30 rock you'd have to take the elevator all the way down to the ground floor go somewhere else yeah. um, hold on but there you just be able to what do you know what uh, I mean you know what building you did it on but can you say what building you recorded the show on uh, sure it's New York Comedy Club's rooftop uh, venue so they've had ah. been for uh, several months uh, yeah. they've been doing outside shows almost every day as long as the weather permits uh, it's like t Flatiron in New York so if you know that yeah. area it's right over there yeah I do and but I also wonder, like, since people are so dying for entertainment and to go outside, how, how cold, like, what, what do you think the coldest it's been? Like, how cold was it when you did your thing? So it was 25 degrees when I did my thing. I did three <laughs> sets over the course of uh, an afternoon. The last set that I did that day, I want to say it was 18 degrees, and they oh still had God. people out there. Uh, they have heat lamps. We I handed out heating pads to the crowd. Uh, people bought blankets and full bottles of alcohol, like wine or whiskey or whatever, and we're just drinking straight from the bottle. But people want that entertainment. 
Oh, yeah. No, people are crazy for entertainment, so especially in person. So uh, 18-degree weather is not going <laughs> to stop them. That's amazing. Uh, I love how they used to have, like, there, you know, occasionally it'd be a Super Bowl where, like, it's that kind of temperature and there's a whole stadium full of people watching guys run around. It's like, why aren't they always just playing the Super Bowl? It's always in February. Yeah. Why, why not put it in uh, Florida permanently? Um, anyway. <laughs> Kenise, I have a bit of news for you. Ooh. <laughs> what is it? Remember last week when I was, I was absolutely unable to articulate some thoughts about uh, the Pierce Brosnan uh, Thomas Crown affair which mm -hmm. you recommended yeah here's what I was trying to grasp at I had just learned that he doesn't wear a tuxedo in that scene where everybody's wearing tuxedos in the movie mm -hmm. because do you know why no because Pierce Brosnan was under contract as James Bond he wasn't allowed to wear tuxedos anywhere else what? He like couldn't in his be in, life. He couldn't be in another movie dressed in a tuxedo. But their solution was that his tie is just untied. Like yeah. th that immediately makes it not a tuxedo if the tie's untied. I guess. <laughs> but he does look like a complete slob in that one scene in the movie because he's running around with an untied tie and it's the early evening at a f formal party. I just assumed he had been dancing so hard that he <laughs> yeah. was like needed to undo just one thing, not a button on his shirt, just his bow tie. That's it. Yeah, no, he's nice and comfortable now. Um, also from the corrections department, uh, 21 Jump Street came out in 2014, not 2012. So I'm glad we were able to clear that up. <laughs> and now we can proceed as we normally do. Um, Kenise, could you please recommend a film for everybody to watch? Okay, I kind of have two. One is based on last week. Uh, Claire said that I should watch Awakenings to see if it makes me cry. So I rewatched Awakenings. Oh wait, let's uh, let's recap for uh, Frank and Trace and uh, anyone who didn't listen last week. Um, Kenise has only cried at four movies in her entire life. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty impressive. And um, <laughs> and she knows which ones they are. And then Claire Kramer recommended Awakenings, which I agree is a very sad movie. But let's see now what, Kine what Kinesis' reaction to it was. I, I think it's a very well-made movie. I didn't cry a single tear. My eyes didn't even increase moisture levels. I will say, uh, seeing a young Robert De Niro, because I've only known like Meet the Parents Robert De Niro. Sure. Uh, he was he was a he was a hot guy. I didn't expect that. That was nice. <laughs> he was a hot uh, in that movie. What was he like? Uh, sleepy. <laughs> I just like a sleepy man, Doug, just kind yeah. of in and out. You know, it's perfect. Um, yes, he's borderline catatonic for most of the film, but mm -hmm. when he's not, he's uh, he, he turns up the charm to 11. But I guess that movie has, you know, that uh, guy has written several, uh, you know, books that were made into movies about, you know, various medical things. And uh, I guess there was some, you know, some real stuff in there. Yeah, Oliver Sacks. Mm-hmm. Frank gets a point. 
<laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, I wasn't going. I was yeah. just trying to be helpful. The game. The game starts yeah. when I say hello. <laughs> uh, oh, Claire Kramer also because she was on the show several weeks in a row because we asked the the winner of the games we play. We ask if they want to come back the next week, and uh, so she was on a bunch of weeks in a row. And uh, we got used to recommending movies on uh, Sunday Sundays to me because uh, she texted me. Uh, yesterday um, that she really likes I Care A Lot on uh, Netflix. Yeah, I, I just, just watched that. I just saw that too. That was very good. Yeah. I like her as a mean lady. She's so good as a mean she lady. She is good at being very mean. Uh, and and seemingly, uh, you know, she doesn't seem to have an ounce of guilt about it. <laughs> but what were you going to say uh, beyond Awakenings, Kenise? I was going to say I care a lot. It's the only other thing oh, perfect. I've watched Perfect yeah. segue. Um, so you'd recommend I care a lot because I found it to be very well done, but also, uh, you know, it, it kept me like kind of not not irritated, but. You know, I was definitely feeling it. <laughs> you know, I was definitely, uh, especially in the early part of the film, I was very unhappy about uh, the idea of taking advantage of the elderly and the fact that it, this is based on something that's probably a pretty common practice. Yeah, that was frustrating. Have you seen, I can't explain why, but I'm getting strong layer cake vibes. It might be the final shot of the movie, and I'm not trying to spoil it for anyone, but they're there are some similarities where it's like, hey, I'm a person who does a bad thing. I'm, I'm trying really hard to make it work. Oh, the real baddie comes through. Now I've got to do all this and that. I don't know. I got Layer Cake Vibes from it, which is a movie that I also like. So I think it primed me to like this one a little bit more. It's definitely got, like, that's the thing I like best about Layer, layer Cake was that uh, there was a sense of, um, a real sense of style to the, to the whole thing. You know, like mm -hmm. it might have been, I think it would have been uh, considerably less entertaining if it wasn't so stylish because the story is kind of like yeah. the same story they keep, you know, it's being yeah. over and over again. And, um, and I Care A Lot was um, um, a little on the contrived part, but, that you know, that's to be expected, I think, from a movie like that. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil anything for yeah. anybody, but there's a character played by a very famous actor that when that character strolls into the movie, it's kind of like, oh, this there's something about what's happening now that makes this movie feel like more of a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Well, you can see the mechanics of a plot and there's one aspect of it. And I, 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 I don't I hope this isn't a spoiler, but um, but I, I, I'm just saying that I think people uh, would have learned anyone who watched the movie North by Northwest would know <laughs> that would know that killing a person by faking a drunk driving accident is like a really inefficient way to kill yes. someone and it doesn't work so don't yes. don't go down that route <laughs> thank you for absolutely. the hot tip <laughs> absolutely no it's funny to me that I, I was laughing about how netflix when you are you know just browsing and you go for more information about i care a lot uh, a picture that comes up sometimes is you know a character who's clearly you know just gotten out of a river and you know and is all battered up and i was just like why why would i want that introduced into my head it, the first hour or so of the movie it's not that kind of movie really right mm -hmm. right you know so why why you know i don't want to know kind of where it's going to go but mm -hmm. anyway so apologies to anybody who hasn't watched it yet um but that's the beautiful thing about 
Netflix and movies, uh, streaming movies opening in your home. If you're going to be one of those people that doesn't want doesn't want a movie spoiled, then just watch it. You know, watch it over breakfast or whatever. Do whatever you got to yeah. do, but it's in your home immediately. You know, you know, it's not like a movie in theaters where somebody has that you know window of a couple of weeks where they deserve to have it not spoiled. Yes, yes. That's the only way I've watched that film so far is in the uh, uh, find out more about it. You know, because it come it starts playing. You know, the preview starts playing. <laughs> So I've only seen that segment like 50 times as I'm scrolling through looking for something else to watch. Uh, and yeah, I kind of feel like I've gotten like the Reader's Digest version of that film uh, just Which by the way. Which sometimes is enough, but, yeah. you know, especially if it's if it is completely mechanical, but the movie uh, has a pretty good uh, style to it and mm. also a lot of very good actors who, uh, you know, commit very much to the. Yeah. <laughs> And it's, also, of it. it's also a, a, an example of a very entertaining movie that has no rooting interest in it whatsoever. There's mm -hmm. nobody in the movie to root. Everybody is horrible in the movie and everyone has terrible motivations, you know. Yeah. And, and, and yet you're still like engaged in it. And, and even though like the, the main character is she's horrible, but I, I hate to admit it. I kind of root for her <laughs> during the movie. <laughs> I was, you know, a lot of times that's what'll happen. Like obviously yeah. the like Heisenberg syndrome, where you root for a, a monster to to win in in Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Great point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's horrible, but you really yeah. root for him. But but you've seen, you know, you've seen the struggle. You've seen you've seen all of his excuses. They end up just being excuses. But at least you see those. With her, she's just like steps into this movie like this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it, which we're seeing a lot of in American politicians right now. Oh, totally. You know, yeah. just all drive and no ethics or concerns about anything <laughs> other than, you know, success. I, I mean, she's so driven. Um, it's a, but it, it, I, I don't know what point I was trying to make there, but it's a, it's definitely a, a, a stylish movie and has an, an, enough, plot stuff in it that isn't oh that's what i was going to say it's just that um there's a lot of movies where if, if it's not stylish and it has, tells that kind of story it's just as satisfying to me to just quickly find out what happened <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and instead of or like trace was saying just sort of pick up on everything that's going on just just by uh, actually watching those things they throw at you you get to see a lot more movies that way just by <laughs> really quick. Right. Well, also, I'll just turn a movie on, just have it on because I'm curious about it, but I'm not going to just sit, you know, and watch it with the same attentiveness you give a, a movie in a theater, you know, uh, unless it's something that really, you know, I suddenly realize, holy shit, this, this Sonic the Hedgehog ain't that bad. <laughs> or whatever it is, whatever it is, because I, have, I haven't actually seen that movie. I haven't um, either. I wish they would add uh, the uh, how much time you have left a scroll bar in a movie theater. So you, you go, okay, I got a half hour left. Uh, so great. To suffer through. Just hit pause. Yeah. So, you know, when you're watching with, sometimes else, someone, with somebody else, sometimes you'll look at each other like, yeah, that was just the right call to find out that we still have 40 minutes of this shit. <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's nice. I still try not to do it. I still try to treat it like 
let's just see what happens if time speeds up or slows down during this experience. But it's tough sometimes because uh, when I get bored, I get, you know, I mean, I guess a lot of people are that way. It's just boring is boring. And, and a lot of movies that people think are great, I find really, they're real snooze fest for me. So, Trace, have you seen anything, um, you know, lately that uh, that you would heartily recommend, you know, like the kind of thing where someone comes back and says, I didn't like it. You just be like, well, tough. It's it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of snooze fest, um, I I've been watching uh, the films of Roy Anderson, who is a Swedish surrealist filmmaker. Uh People are leaving the podcast as we start. <laughs> uh, his film, You the Living, is absolutely spectacular. Uh, he takes about four years to make a movie, and it's all shot in a soundstage. He, he, uh, and you'll watch his films, and you go, no, that's an exterior shot. That, I can see a city, and it, you know, it's like, no, it's all shot interiors. And I think You the Living has one of the most beautiful and uh, if you want to cry a little bit, uh, uh, it's got a great dream sequence. This woman ha is uh, in love with this rock star and uh, she, she dreams uh, of their, their wedding night, which is on a train, but it's also their apartment. It's just absolutely... Uh, stunning um and i know no one has seen his films uh the other one i'd recommend is songs from the second floor which is also roy anderson uh what that, so that, where, where are you seeing these how, how do you have uh, access to them uh i think one of them uh songs from the second floor i think you can find on uh amazon prime or amazon somewhere uh, you the living I had to uh, I had to get the DVD uh, and you mm. still can from Netflix uh, they still have a DVD library oh they'll still mail that out to you yeah uh, but they're hard to find uh, but they are um, he has like these static shots the camera does not move and it's all about the characters and their lives in their you know in their interiors that he's created and it's it's just amazing and they're all you know they're all swedish they're all european looking so they don't look like american actors or actresses they look like real people and it's some of the funniest stuff and some of the darkest stuff uh it's like david lynch it, it just um i don't know how he stumbled on this uh these films but uh how many I, movies has he made Oh, probably a dozen. Um, you oh, uh, you can go on YouTube and find all of the commercials he's made, like four hundred commercials Whoa. that he did before he got into movies. Were they all in Swedish? The commercials? Uh, they are, but they're absolutely hysterical. Uh, wow. They're, you know, in that European way of funny, where you'll, you know, <laughs> yeah. suddenly you're smoking a cigarette and drinking you know, cognac and going, oh, yes, that is very funny. Well, like when you're, uh, you know, seeing a movie in uh, England or probably Europe in general, you know, they, they show commercials before the movie, but they're like the funniest 
you know, they, they put on the funniest spots. They don't just make you sit through. I mean, they do stick in some boring ones, too. But you know, they're generally the funnier commercials, whereas, like, you know, here, whenever there's commercials for a movie, it's just the kind of commercials you just never want to sit through under any. Yeah, it's those uh, car commercials with yeah, lots not of real actors. I'll never buy that car. Um, uh, okay, so You the Living is the one title, but I, what's the other one called? Uh, Songs from the Second Floor. And there's a third in this trilogy. Uh, the title is A Pigeon Sat on a Branch Reflecting on Existence. Okay, now I know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sequel to Birdemic, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, no, no, it is It is a really, really, uh, you, you really have stumbled onto something, Trace, because after seeing that, that last one you just mentioned about the pigeon, um, I was I I find his work extremely disturbing. It is. <laughs> it's disturbing and and uh, I find it hilarious. Uh, it, it, dark and funny and sad. Yeah. Uh, all of the, you, you know. It's it's uh, the, the color wheel of emotions. Uh, speaking of movies that my friends with six sense of humors think are hilarious, did you did you laugh at the movie The Lobster? I haven't seen that yet. I, I, I saw it and I, I did, parts of it did make me laugh. A lot of it was just, wow, this is so compelling how weird this is. But um, um, yeah, I, 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 did, I did, I did, I did, I did find, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that that's more weird than funny, but um, um, I, re I, I remember liking it when I saw it. Um, but what, it's one of those movies that, you know, you see it and you feel like you really like put in your time seeing it. And, and the great thing is now you don't have to watch it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it, yeah. it was uh, but I, I did like it. Um, I'm thinking of ending things. Have you seen that? Yeah, yes. that's another one. Yes. That's exactly. Um, I find it way was... more rewarding to have seen it than to exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, should I... I should I watch that movie or no? <laughs> I think you should. I, you know, like for Frank said, that's so you can say you did. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the building you didn't jump off of. <laughs> you know, and you can. It's kind of like a video game with the, um, you know, with the cheat codes, um, with. I'm thinking of ending things. If I would have been told, you know, there's just a piece of information that is pretty crucial to what's going on and you're kind of supposed to pick up on it on your own. So if you're the kind of person that wants to pick up on it on your own, then uh, just don't just go in blind. But if you want to understand the movie better, the, the first and only time you see it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would recommend talking to a friend about it first. <laughs> yeah, I in, in, in every case, like I I prefer to know as little about a movie as possible too, before I see it. But in the in, but in the case of this movie, it would be helpful to maybe know what the hell is going on <laughs> when, when it happens, you know. But yeah, because uh, it's just it really leaves you hanging for very long periods of time. If yeah. you have this kind of if and I don't know why I'd be expected to figure it out on my own. I mean, I figured out that things aren't always what they appear to be, but there's a very specific thing that once you know it you go, "Okay, I guess it all pretty much makes sense to me now." It's Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one like, of those things where there you, you know, it's a character, but then you when you 
I mean, I didn't figure out when I watched it, but when I read about it afterwards, I found out that, well, he wasn't real or something like that, or was just in her mind. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Mm. Yeah, so, and it's also a trick, too, because you think the movie's from one pers one particular character's point of view, and it's not. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's an interesting, uh, yeah. you don't see that very often. <laughs> um, Frank, do you have um, something? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, not I, as stressful as these other recommendations we have so well, far. Well, you know what? Since we we we're, we've gotten really deep into modernism uh, today, um, I I thought I I had a couple that I w I wanted to talk about, but I I thought I'd mention a film that I happened to see on the Western cable channel, channel that just shows Western movies. And um, um, I was, uh, I mean, I had seen it a long time ago. It's an Elvis movie um, and it's called Flaming Star. And it's, it's a very, I was a very taken aback by it because it's uh, for me, and I hope I'm not stepping on any toes here. It's a very rare experience to watch a good Elvis movie. Um, <laughs> Agreed. And, and because and this was like made in 1960 um, and it was directed by Don Siegel, you know, who directed D Dirty Harry and a lot of a lot of really good thriller movies, The Killers, a lot of great stuff and written by Nunnally Johnson was the screenwriter. He wrote The Grapes of Wrath and a lot of other great movies. And it's kind of Elvis it's kind of the last Elvis movie that isn't an Elvis movie. In other words, after that, in the early 60s, throughout the 60s, all of the movies were just Elvis vehicles, you know, for him to be in a film with songs and a lot of girls. Yeah. And they were just these kind of concoctions that were cheaply made and they always made money. So um, so in my opinion, his his talent and I think he was very talented as an actor. Um, was wasted in all these movies. But in this movie, he plays a real character. He plays a um, um, half Native American, uh, half white guy who's... And, and so the, the, the movie has a lot of stuff about um, racism in it and attitudes um, uh, of, of Americans in the West. And it's, it's just... And it's, and it's short. It's like under 90 minutes. And it's, it's just a really well done... Um, film and and it just made me sad that that and, and Elvis is very good in it you know and it just made me sad that he didn't make more movies uh, that were that were as good as this one yeah what do you think where does it fall it's better than because um, another one I thought of where I think he sings in it but it's got more of a serious story than the others was uh, the one where Mary Tyler Moore plays a nun. Oh, that one, though. Change is, of Habit? Is that what yeah, that's called? Change of Habit is in a class by itself, I have to say. That one, <laughs> I, I do include that more in the later type of, and it was made, I think it was one of the last films he made. It was done in 1969. And, and that film... It, it takes place in the ghettos of New York, but it's so obviously the universal back lot that it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And also that movie has, and uh, I hope this isn't a spoiler, but the very last scene where um, Elvis is in a church singing and Mary Tyler Moore is, her conflict is should she leave the church uh, to be with the one she loves, Elvis, and she looks at Elvis and then there's a shot, a shot of Elvis, a shot of 
the cross, a shot of Elvis, a shot of the cross. So it's the ultimate dilemma, Elvis or Jesus. <laughs> and they leave it completely unresolved. They do? Yes, yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that movie, that movie I would recommend people watching because it's it's just a total trip. But but Flaming Star, though, is much more in the category of, of a really good movie that Elvis happens to be in and is and is actually very good in. And is how do you think uh, we can find it to watch it? When oh, it's probably, you know, Elvis stuff is all over the place. I, I mean, I saw it on a on cable, but I would imagine you can probably find it uh, on Amazon, Amazon Prime or any any number of places where where all Elvis products are sold. Well, Trace was saying that uh, Songs from the Second Floor is on um, Amazon Prime. Yeah. So people can just look for Flaming Star there while they're there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'll try to post about it. I always like to get three recommendations and then sort of challenge the uh, listeners to, uh, you know, actually watch uh, all of the films or at least the ones they haven't and seen. An, and another thing about Flaming Star, too, is it's it's very action packed. There's, there's a lot of... Um, a lot of people shooting on horses, shooting at each other, and it's it's actually a very violent movie. I'm just saying that as a recommendation to people. Yeah, <laughs> you're really selling me on it. I'm, yeah. really, I'm really into it. But uh, I've seen I care a lot, and I'm going to. Uh, I got to really think about this uh, songs from the second floor. What about, is it? Um, do you feel like it's uh, similar to the branch pigeon on a branch, or is it? Uh, kind of got a, a different thing going on I, I i'm still searching for a pigeon set on a branch uh i haven't oh. seen that one yet you'd think that the criterion channel would have it uh because it's foreign uh but i i haven't seen it on there is it are his films are they all a series of vignettes or is there a, a story that goes through the entire film uh mostly it's it's vignettes like that there okay. there's kind of a through thread and it's about existence and life and yeah all of those things but it's very it's very um uh swedish very kind of that nordic <laughs> guilt you know ibsen-y kind of pure gint kind of thing yeah i saw it with you know kind of a matinee crowd at a film festival and i don't think they knew what to make of it and i, I certainly didn't uh laugh much but i was very disturbed like there's a couple images from that movie that i can just you know, I could just easily recall when thinking of it uh, that are just, you know, because there's some uh, uh, animal cruelty stuff in there. Oh, really? I That's not in his other films. Oh, good. Oh, good. OK, so yeah. there we go. We figured it out without having to say too much. Uh, I'll check out the uh, songs from the second floor, because even though all the whole movie's really creepy and weird, I found the animal stuff was just a line that I didn't you know feel like going over. But, uh, you know, it's. Uh, there, there's almost, some very cartoony yes. uh, animal stuff. That's yeah. Oh, okay. Just, well, that's okay. But only one uh, s uh, sequence like that. What I, what I'm I guess what I'm impressed with by him is how he makes his movies and how beautiful they are. They're like paintings. They're like Edward mm -hmm. Hopper, uh, or or and he's heavily influenced by you know all of those uh, classic painters. Uh, and and they are like you have to readjust your 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 appreciation of time mm -hmm. uh, because you know like the film we talked about i'm thinking of ending things there's some very slow sequences in that and it's kind of refreshing to see a film that just takes time 
and you just have to take time. It's like um, uh, season three of Twin Peaks. There's there's just like you got to <laughs> just put the clock away because, you know, you, you'll just keep looking at it. Uh, but yeah, it's time I, to. I find that refreshing, and I don't know if that's because I'm really old now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I the 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 David Lynch, uh, you know, no fear of uh, you know losing the audience through you know slow moving uh, sections of his work. Um, <laughs> it's really it, it's quite amazing because also when he makes kind of a he's only done it a couple times, but when he tells kind of a for lack of a better expression, a straightforward story, like in the movie, the straight story, right? In, uh, Elephant Man, he's like a perfectly competent and uh, you know well paced. You know what I mean? He can do that. Yeah, he can make he can make movies that don't that don't have those things in it that just make you go, "What is happening? And why is this taking so long?" Or whatever you know. But but the the TV series Twin Peaks pushed me too far. But maybe maybe you know later on maybe a few years from now i'll appreciate it more but right now i don't have the time uh, to watch a guy just sort through shovels <laughs> See, and i i just like shovels um it could have been an entire series of shovels <laughs> um let's play some games sure. i've got some little movie games that i've prepared kinesis is our uh, ongoing champion and um we'll play our first game after this quick break, we'll be right back. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shana's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. And the first game that I'd like to play today is something I introduced a few weeks back, and it was pretty fun. So I'm going to do it again. It's called Oh Yeah, Sunshine. And here's how it works. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to name a movie, and then I'm going to ask you uh, individually, I'll tell you whose turn it is. I'll ask you if that movie has the song Oh Yeah by Yellow <laughs> or Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves or both. Wow. So the answer is mm. Oh Yeah, <laughs> Sunshine or both. This is, I can already tell, this is a really hard game. Yeah. <laughs> but you each get a guess, so the third person each time gets a gimme if the other two people miss it. Great. We'll start with Trace. 
Which of yes. those movies or both? Uh, I mean, which of those songs is in Spider-Man Homecoming? Uh, I'm I'm going to say just walking on sunshine. That is incorrect. We move to Frank. Oh, so um, you only uh, have to choose between both or. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to yeah. I'm going to say both. That is also incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will go with the last and only remaining option. Which is? That it has, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize I was forcing you to say it, but that was fun. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah is correct. Cadiz uh, is on the board with one point. First to three points wins. I think I've got enough of these to do that. Or Kanise can just run away with it <laughs> by just being third the whole time. Uh, Trace, here's the next one. The film is called Alvin and the Chipmunks. And you know it's got a subtitle. Uh, boy, I, I, I'm going to go greatest with... greatest subtitles of all time. Yeah. Alvin and the Chipmunks, the squeak wool. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to go with both. both. Both of those are in. You know, Electric Boogaloo was the champion for so long amongst, you know, people that don't know a lot of movies that want to make a joke about subtitles. Right. And now we finally have <laughs> the squeakquel. And that answer is incorrect, I'm afraid. Frank, what do you think? Um, you know, my hearing aid does actually tune those two songs out. When they they come on, my I mean they are closes. like that's what I think is funny about this game is that, you know, if there's a Hall of Fame for songs that were used in too many movies, these both of these qualify. Yeah. Um, uh, what do you think, Frank? Um, well, the thing is, is I didn't see the squeakquel um, because I didn't see the first one, so I assume I'd be totally lost if I yeah. saw the squeakquel without having seen the first one. Um, but um, I'm just going to uh, uh, guess and say, um, uh, oh, yeah, is in it. That is correct. Frank is on the board. Wow, lucky guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I, I want people to know that this show is about movies, so that's why it's called Doug Loves Movies. But lucky guess would also be a great, <laughs> great name for it. Well, it's um, a lucky guess involving deductive reasoning. See, that's those are the best lucky guesses because yes. uh, you know you have that little extra edge. Kanice gets to go first on this next one. Which one of those songs or both do you think is in Soul Plane? Soul Plane. Wow. Uh, one of Kevin Hart's earlier roles. It's got Snoop Dogg and a great cast. I'm saying all this to delay the fact that I have no idea. So I am going to say. Walking on Sunshine. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Trace. Ah, uh, boy, um, I'm I'm hitting him out of the park here. So I'm going to say, oh yeah, is in that, and only oh yeah. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, only is correct. Oh. Uh, Trace is on the board. Now we got ourselves a real shooting match. We got a three-way tie. 
and I got four more of these, so it's gonna somebody's gonna win. Frank, you gotta go first on this one. Okay. Not another teen movie. Oh, um, a classic riff on teen movies. Yes, which I haven't seen, um, but I know that it's. I believe it's kind of a joke-driven Zucker Brothers type of comedy, mm -hmm. um, uh, but not the Zucker Brothers. But so so because I know that it's based on my knowledge that it's every you know just any throwing every joke that they have probably at the wall. I'm going to guess that both are in it. That is amazing deductive reasoning. You are totally stepping out of the lucky guess zone by bringing in some some thought, but that is incorrect. Damn it! Canise? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess just, oh yeah, I have seen this movie several times because I will watch anything with Chris Evans in it, but I do not remember, so I'm just going to say, oh yeah. Oh, when Chris Evans comes out, do you go, oh, yeah. I, I say bow, exactly bow, like that bow, every time. Bow. Mm, bow, bow. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Kenise has two points. Trace, it's back to you. Oh, oh man, this movie, classic. K-9. K-9. Letter K, number nine. Was this the Jim Belushi film? It is the and so gracious of you to call it a film. <laughs> um, hmm. I uh, and it it would be oh yeah or or yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to say they're both in the film because it's a dog. Oh no! Oh, That's not correct. Now, if you'd okay. said, are they in the Departed? I would have said yes. They're both in the Departed. <laughs> comes out of the elevator oh yeah <laughs> it's in most nicholson movies <laughs> it's like his theme uh, what do you think frank well not having seen K9, um and <laughs> but still trying to figure it out um i'm gonna guess that and and this is probably true of a lot of jim belushi movies that there was a scene maybe early on where everything went wrong for him and uh then he had to team up with a dog and he hated it but then everything turned out okay so i would say then then maybe then walking on sunshine would have been a song they'd use in the whole sequence of events i'm sorry that is not correct oh no. well i i guess i didn't i don't know canine the way i think i thought i did <laughs> frank you said in all of the jim Belushi movies is that actually has he made more than one <laughs> he's I, I he did I don't know how many of his I've seen one one movie that he's in that's real that's actually a really good movie is uh, Salvador with uh, uh, James Woods and Oliver, yeah, Stone, Oliver Stone yeah he's he, he's been in a lot more movies than you than you'd think and, um, not a, he's not shy to take on like roles of all different sizes you know mm -hmm. um, but uh, K-9 was definitely when he got on a hot streak there. He was also in a movie called um, Taking Care of Business, which in production was called Philofax because those <laughs> those handheld Philofax things were so popular at the time. <laughs> or I should say they were popular. And then once the movie was produced and 
post-production, then they went, oh, let's just call it taking care of business. Um, which, what was which, the other which, one? which, weirdly enough, the didn't have the song taking care of business, but a song called Philofax in it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, oh, he was in Red Heat with uh, Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. I, that one I've, I've seen, but I barely remember. But I did see that movie years ago. Yeah, he was the man for him for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so who got that one right? Nobody yet, right? Nobody. Nobody. So uh, it goes to Kenise. I will. I will do the remaining option. Which is the the option that was. I'm, I'm really trying to remember. <laughs> uh, I got really lost in the sauce of the canine uh, conversation. Um, <laughs> the. The, the the remaining option I can't just say that. I mean, you I I would certainly let you get away with that. I mean, because if I tell you the other two, then you'll certainly know which one was left over. You can certainly tell me the other two and can say the remaining thing left. I like that, I, and, you, and I you know like the way you say it. So it's not sunshine. It's not both. It is. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, and and you won this stupid game. <laughs> You did it. Yes. Um, but there's another game to come. And uh, don't worry, guys, because don't worry, Mads, because um, this first game does just kind of a warm up. The next game's the, uh, the one that really matters. And we'll do that right after this. We'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back and Kenise won that game. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, these two guys know everything about movies. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> proving that wrong. Except for my dumb games. It's and fun, it's... like uh, like Ken Jennings will come on this show and uh, he'll not know, you know, answers like that. And then, uh, you know, it makes me feel like I'm as smart as Ken Jennings. But it's just that, no, I just what the specific things I care about. Uh, a guy that knows everything doesn't bother to learn. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the yeah, one. Yeah. It's the thing he skipped. <laughs> um, but this next game, I think we premiered it on the show with uh, Kenise, and uh, I'm so excited to play it again. I think it's a great game, and it's currently in search of a better name. Right now, it's called Parental Guidance, and you know how. Netflix or whatever streaming service you're on or the internet or the internet movie database You can find it all over the place just random people's assessment of why a movie is rated the way it is and What you should do about it in regards to whether or not your children can watch it Even though now we're in an age where if your children aren't stupid, they can watch anything they want uh, All they have to do is click on yes, I'm 21 or whatever, but uh, <laughs> or I guess or they could be really good hackers, because don't some parents put blocks on kids' computers these yeah. days? Yeah, I think you. Can, I think it's a thing you can do. From yeah. What I've heard. So I think kids today can get around it. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Just go to yeah. school and find another kid that's super into computers and just be like, hey, can yeah. you hack, uh, you know, hack me into the internet? Um, but that's far beyond the point. The point is I'm going to name, I'm going to read some of the warnings, some of the warnings that are out there for a particular movie that are pulled straight from uh, parental guidance, uh, you know, advice on all these sites. And um, I've got four facts. So whoever goes first, in this case, it's going to be Kenise. Um, she gets to hear the first uh, clue or a piece of parental guidance. And then if she doesn't know what the movie is or guesses wrong, then pretty much similar to that last game, it'll move on to the next person. And I've written four because the person who goes first is at the slightest advantage because, you know, you only have the one clue. So if it comes all the way back around, you get uh, you get to try after the fourth clue. And um, did we figure out, Kenise, who should go first, like in the second round? Is it the person? Is it just the person who wins the point? I guess. He's right. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, here we go. It's the only second time we played it. Does that all make sense to you, Trace and Frank? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are walking on sunshine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, the Michael J. Fox comedy, Secret of My Success, has both. Oh, oh, totally. And That's the one. And and Ferris Bueller is what really made Oh, Yeah popular. Yeah, I was right. going to ask, was that the first time that was used? Yeah, it's... Not the first, it's the one that made yeah. every other person that doesn't yeah. have, you know, an imagination think, oh, that song will be good <laughs> in this movie. Because <laughs> it got used a lot. I mean, it's just, and in a TV ad too, I think, which is like really ruins it for film, if you ask me. Okay, Kenise, um, what movie has the guidance that goes like this? Comic violence throughout, it is never grisly or graphic. Who? Uh, that is very. Penalty for taking S other than being wrong. Toy Story. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, that would be a perfect way to describe it because it is violent, but there's nothing grisly or graphic about it, especially if you're not a toy. Yeah. Um, Go to Trace. Uh, uh, again, neither grisly nor graphic. Yeah, and I'm going to give you the next piece of advice. Uh, and so then you have more information on which to guess. Oh, good. <laughs> this movie has nine uses of fuck, 25 uses of shit, many hells and dams. <laughs> uh, how many fucks? <laughs> <laughs> I am I don't give any. Uh, nine. Nine. nine plus, but just that there's 25 shits and that somebody somebody's job is to be a shit counter. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That's a good gig. You can't really see weekend at CPAC for those people. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Ghostbusters. They don't. I don't think they. 
They didn't say oh, fuck. Oh, that was me. That was me in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Boy, that's um, a hard game. All right, Frank gets another mm. other clue before he has to guess. Great. This and that's the thing. As these go, they are, you know, it's uh, set up to give it give it away more. I'm hoping. Uh, when when the cops are driving through the mall, they drive through a portrait stand, and it is possible to see a nude woman for half a second. And then it goes on to say, "It is very hard to notice." Hmm. That's how they concern they are about the children is a painting of a nude that shows up for half a second that oh. you only see if you're looking for it. Um, I'm going to say um, uh, Bad Boys. Oh, no, but that is a really good guess. Back yeah. to Canice with one more piece of information. When Jake is released from prison, he gets his stuff back with one soiled and one unused condom. Okay, Jake. There's a Jake in this movie. It's cops driving through a mall. Crap. Uh, they don't drive through any malls in Die Hard. Um, Crapola. I I am so I'm trying so hard to think of what this could be. Oh, that's okay. I I try tried to make it obvious, but also not you know come right out and give it away. Uh, but I, you know, but I also have a different perspective, of course. All right. Um, Do you have a guess? Uh, the only thing that's coming to mind, it's not it. Uh, Shazam takes place in a mall, but it's not it. <laughs> Okay, so now let's go to uh, let's go to Trace again. Maybe with all those with that extra clue. Yeah. Uh, do you know what it is, Trace? That's the Blues Brothers. That is correct. It's the Blues Brothers. When you said cops in a mall. Yes. I, I mean, I was surprised that Frank and Kenise were both able to come up with uh, chase scenes in malls. <laughs> I um, have never seen Blues Brothers, and I oh. recognize. Yes, people might be upset. I will watch it. That'll be on my oh, to do week. Don't be mad at Kenise, people. <laughs> I I'll tell you though, Blues Brothers is is great in so many ways because it's you know it's got great you know musicians and music, but it's also got you know just insane over the top stunts and chases and stuff. I mean, it's like so many different movies in one long ass yeah. movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it I think we'd off. only be mad if you watch the second Blues Brothers movie. Right. Which I believe is, is it 2,000 minutes long? Is that why they called it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I swear, wasn't it even called Blues Brothers 2000 and didn't even come out in 2000? I think so. I mean, it, was it was back when they were just putting, you know, you just put the expression 2000 on things back then. And it's confusing because I thought it took place in space. Right? It does sound spacey. Um, but not Kevin. So Trace gets the point on that one. And Kenise has a movie to go watch. I mean, if you're a fan of uh, Carrie Fisher at all or miss her, it's very entertaining watching her in that film because it's unlike anything else she does in any other movie. And, um, oh, if you don't like Nazis, it's a great movie. Yes. I am 
famously anti-Nazi. So. Oh, you're going to love one part of it might make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm wasting time. Um, Trace got the point on that one, so we'll start with Frank. Or no, we said we were going to start with whoever got the point, so congratulations, Trace. Oh, I was taking off my uniform, and i got to put it back on. <laughs> uh, what movie has the warning that a man makes a comment about a blowjob? Uh, all the President's Men. With uh, the late great Hal Holbrook as Deep Throat, excellent guess. <laughs> I have no That's not the answer. <laughs> uh, Frank, the main uh, character smokes in almost every scene, but says she wants to quit. Oh, um, is it? Uh, um uh Aaron Brofitch <laughs> no <laughs> I don't know why I laugh at that it's a, because it's, it's a stupid serious movie <laughs> um okay Cadiz there are 20 uses of the word fuck including two uses of fuckwit 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 I don't know why they think we need to know that oh. specifically, but I think it's a good clue. Okay, blowjob, a woman who smokes. It's a female main character. Uh, okay, interesting, interesting. The only person I'm thinking, they didn't use fuckwit in Pulp Fiction and she's not the main character. Crapola. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. It's not... Um, can you ever forgive me? It seems like she would smoke a lot and say fuck with. No, that's not it, but that's a great. Yeah, good, good guess. Great pull. Good movie, here's too. The, Funny here's enough. the fourth one, Trace. You got another shot at this. Oh, boy. A woman's butt in stockings is shown very close sliding down a pole. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh no. uh, yeah, I can't think of the name of it, but. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, oh, I know this. It's not Showgirls, is it's it? It's not. No. Oh, this Frank, is killing me. Frank's turn now, Frank. Oh, did that ahead. help you, Frank? Um, it should have. You would think it would have helped me, but um, uh, going down a pole. Oh, um, um, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. That is correct. Oh. Oh. That's the first DVD I ever bought. I've watched that movie truly hundreds of times. It's a good, it's I can't a good forgive movie. myself. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Now it's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I thought two uses of fuckwit might might tip that it's uh, you know a British thing. Um, oh, of course. Because I don't know if they say fuckwit. In a I was going to say Iron Lady. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, okay, we got to go into a third round, and uh, uh, we've actually run it long, but that's okay if, as long as everybody's all right with that. Um, Frank, you get uh, to go first. Mm -hmm. um, this movie has archival footage of rioting. 
um, archival footage of God. Um, Could be a lot of things. Yeah, that. So I'm just going to um, just pick the one movie that comes to mind at the moment that has that and that uh, Forrest Gump. Great guess. That's not it. Mm -hmm. We go to Kinesis. A man drops his pants on TV. We only see his boxer shorts. A man drops his pants on TV and we only see his boxer shorts. It's not love, actually. <laughs> no. Okay. That was my guess. I'm sorry. I love it. It's a great guess. Trace, there's Bye. one use each of God and sweet mother Jesus. Uh, is it network? No. And I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Finally, back to Frank. Mm -hmm. Are you feeling it at all, Frank? Um, I, I don't know. Uh... Here we go. Here's the fourth clue. Miscellaneous people drink with James who spreads cocaine on the table. Oh, um, oh, um, oh, wow. I, I really, um, I'm at a loss, so I guess I'll just say, um, um, American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love a, a wild guess because if it was right, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, but back to Kinesis, uh, with all four of those clues, is that, uh, does that help you at all? Uh, not even a tiny, tiny bit. Uh, I was just going to name movies where people do cocaine. Um, man. Okay, that, that'll work. Someone named James Someone does named James cocaine. Does cocaine. Mm -hmm. uh, wow, wow, wow. And it's, I was like, layer cake. It's not layer cake. And no one's on TV in that movie. Um, Crapola. He I know that's the problem. You start thinking of something and then you rule it out based on. Yeah. Um, so this person pulls their pants down and you only see their boxers. Someone does cocaine. These other two movies, Blues Brothers, Bridget Jones Diary. I'm like trying to see if there's some sort of theme that I can like collect from the ether. They both came out in the late 90s, early 2000s and begin with the letter B. Uh, Bright Young Things. The only uh, there's though no, I should say this at the top of this game. There's no theme other than <laughs> movies I thought of that would be. <laughs> interesting to see what would be considered objectionable about them and uh, in this particular case it's a movie called dream girls oh oh dream girls yeah eddie murphy plays james early and he does some coke and he drops his pants on tv and he's a disgrace because of it and then many years later bradley cooper peed on television yeah and he had to really take it up a few notches he sure uh, did <laughs> But uh, all right, so we have an interesting position here because Trace and Frank both have one point left and I have one remaining round. So, uh, Kenise, thank you so much for uh, being here, uh, but I'm going to settle the tie between these two, these two guys right now. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I mean, you don't have to leave. I'm just, you know, <laughs> I don't, also don't want to don't feel, feel like I'm being rude by not asking you the question. Uh, we'll start... <laughs> 
Who got that last point? Frank did, right? Here we go. Frank? Yes. If you if the two of you together don't get this one, I'm I'm gonna declare Kenise the winner. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> yes, that, that sounds fair. I think it's fair. Uh, I think you'll get it. Um, but the first clue, Frank, is a man injures his leg and has a limp for the rest of the movie. Oh, um, oh, wow, has a limp. Uh, oh, um, uh, I have. God, I just have to say a title because I have no idea. So I'll just say um, um, uh, Bluebeard. I, I don't know. <laughs> a man. Yeah. You see that man with the liver over there? The one with the peg leg? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, the next clue. These will build up on you. I might take uh, off. Uh, this one's for uh, Trace Gets to Guess. The music is very unnerving. Hmm. So much so that they feel like they have to warn people about it. So it's got unnerving music, and a man injures his leg and has a limp for the rest of the movie. It's not Midnight Cowboy. No, it is not. Frank, in one scene, a man incessantly calls his son a bastard. Um... And he has a limp, or someone has a limp, and the music is disturbing. Unnerving. Um, unnerving. Um, oh, um, um, uh, cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> I would forfeit on <laughs> back to back back to Trace and then I, I've got two more clues but Trace this one might do it as the film goes on one of the main characters begins to go crazy and more violent um, it's oh, uh, it's not my left foot no <laughs> so I am correct it's not <laughs> Frank, this one is going to give it away. Congratulations. Uh, I hope so. You can name it. Uh, someone threatens to drink someone else's milkshake. Oh, uh, that's the, uh, the um, um, there will be blood, right? That is correct, TV oh. Frank. You've done it. You oh. won. You Thank are here today. Congratulations. Thank God. I was so. <laughs> I was so brilliant that I was able to figure out the most famous and iconic catchphrase of the last 20 years was was from that movie. Yeah, I wrote it down just in case uh, everyone wasn't on his board on on board as much. I there's people I know that are obsessed with There Will Be Blood and I didn't know where any of you are on that particular movie but uh If a, if uh, by obsessed you mean I saw it once. Okay. Yeah, see. <laughs> I have seen that movie so many times. I was so excited when you said weird score limp and I was like, I know what it is. Ah, uh, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I got close I think with my left foot cuz same actor. I, you know, would have been happy to uh I could have also said Lincoln. Yeah, you know. I almost said, you know, same actor, good job, but that would have been an extra clue for Frank. He got it anyway. <laughs> he had to get it the hard way with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Thank you guys for being here so much. Frank, would you like to come back on the show again next week? Uh, next week, yes, I would love to. Thank Same you. Same date and time, I'll, uh, you know, I'll reach mm -hmm. out. And, sure. Um, but both of you, while you're, while you're here, uh, please say again where people should go to see uh, your movie riffing shows. Um, well, they should, uh, uh, <laughs> Tuesday, March 9th is our next show. And, uh, just go to eventbrite.com, uh, where you can get tickets. You can go to our, we have a YouTube page. We have a, uh, Facebook page and, uh, and watch our feeds on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you can get all the next information, but the next one is March 9th at 8 p.m., we're riffing the classic movie Phantom from Space. Wow. And no one's ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah, which is perfect, right? I mean, I and guess it there's works a either way. Whether people are familiar with it, a title or unfamiliar, it still has its, you know, it's still just fun to watch any movie with uh, jokes strewn throughout. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. This is a lot of fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you had fun with this. Uh, and nice to meet you, uh, Kenise. Being tortured. Yes. By nice to meet you, too. Nice to yes. meet you. And that's what I was going to say next is Kenise Mobley. Did you have anything you'd like to promote? Sure. So I have a podcast called Love About Town, where me and my best friend discuss sex, dating, and relationships in an attempt to be better. And my Instagram live show called Make Yourself Cry, where people show me different things and try to make me cry with what makes them cry. It's Tuesdays, 10 p.m. Instagram live. I love it. Uh, I hope everybody on the show today will come back soon. It was a, it was a great time. And... Uh, does anybody, I did this last week too, I think, Kenise, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but I close each show with the final line from a movie, and um, uh, I didn't think of one for today. Does anybody have a favorite final line from a movie? Uh, nobody's perfect. Yeah, I know, that's, a, <laughs> that's, the, that's probably the number one uh, go-to. I think I probably did that one on the very first day. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny how many of them are just like alright I'll see you later <laughs> you know, it's just some casual <laughs> I think I saw one the other day where somebody's like oh, I want some more pancakes that's the <laughs> last line of Sophie's Choice wow that's a tough choice uh, chocolate chip or regular pancakes <laughs> yeah um, alright so since nobody has one I'll just uh Oh, here's a great one. You know that classic comedy with Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor, Stir Crazy? Sure. Mm -hmm. The last line of that movie is Gene Wilder saying, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks once again to Frank Conn of Trace Bolio and Kenise Mobley. I hope to see you all again soon. And as always, <laughs> come on. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in.